0: Once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis and Gaia, because again, we have a babysitter today. And today we are going to be going over how to craft a pitch, a quality pitch, not the average pitch, but a quality one <laughs> from beginning to end.
1: Yes. So for for the very first thing that I want to do is I want to kind of go over like kind of what a pitch actually is. So like, when we're talking about pitching we're basically meaning like when you're trying to uh, kind of sell something to someone else basically is like its most basic definition for it. So like in our terms we're kind of talking about when you're trying to pitch a journalist a publication um, you could also be pitching a booker you could be pitching a playlist any of those types of things So we're going to be going over how to craft a quality pitch. So now first of all um, Gaia uh, is pitches will be different than the way that me and Corey do pitches. So hopefully we can find some sort of agreement on how to craft a quality pitch. So first things first, um, Gaia, let's start with you. So what would you kind of consider to be a quality a definition of a quality pitch? First of all, like what would be a quality pitch?
2: um i i've personally i found that it, it gets like better uh result when you already have a kind of like a relationship with the person so like if uh, you you've talked to them like online or like you actually like like their stuff or like share some of their stuff before like reaching them reaching out to them mm-hmm. um but for me like a quality pitch would be like you're you're very concise there's like you you you're asking exactly what you you're you're pitching like you let's say like you want something on that date with that time and like that then and i feel like personally um i try not to add a bunch of like bullshit i don't want to bullshit the, the 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 site that i'm like pitching so i'm just like i have this client i have this thing i think you might like it because there's this reason and this is something to listen to it and like i'm looking to to set up something that date or that date let me know if you, you want to do it or not so Fair. this is the, the way I do it. But I know some, um, some do like more, more steps, uh, but yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Um, I think that's kind of important. The very first thing you, you said, Corey, can you go over a little bit about the importance of the person knowing who you are as the first underlying step?
0: Oh yeah, it's always helpful to have them at least know somewhat of who you are and what you do before you randomly start reaching out to somebody and being like, hey, do something for me. Um, it's, it's beneficial to at least, you know, engage with somebody in a meaningful way, things like commenting on their posts. And I mean like actual words, not a smiley face emoji or something along those lines, but, you know, commenting on their posts, sharing their content, showing that you're engaged with what they're doing in more of a way than just what you can get out of them. So for mm-hmm. us, um, if it's like a publication that we're pitching, cause we do PR. We make sure to support that publication as best that we can so that if we do ask for something, it's not like always constantly ask, 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 because on the flip side, I work for a publication and too many people do that. And I can honestly say that if somebody only ever asks me for stuff, they start to turn into white noise. Mm -hmm.
1: That's that's a very important point, Um, especially like the thing with journalists is that they're getting asked all the fucking time, all the Mm -hmm. time almost nobody ever um, tries to do anything for the publication, like even like, there's not always like, you can't always do something for them. But like, for example, like Corey mentioned about commenting with a meaningful comment. Um, you have also got things like, if you're sharing the publication stuff, those type of things actually go a long way in creating, you know, attention for yourself and showing that you're not someone that's just a taker. Um, another thing, like if you have something that you can offer to them try to do that because again it's not like you always want to do take 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 uh just back up for that for one second Corey can you kind of go over like what would be something like how that could be applied to a journalist without it being like a weird weird type thing
0: really for journalism it's just supporting that the work supporting the work that we do um so really anybody saying hey I I really dug this piece that you wrote and I'm going to go share it and all that kind of stuff, or, you know, commenting on something that they really enjoyed, just supporting the work that we do, it goes a long way. You don't have to, you know, send us a whole bunch of merch because we featured your band or anything like that. You don't have to do that. I mean, it's kind of nice sometimes when that'll happen, but for the most part, I'll just go buy merch from bands. That's my style though. But really supporting the work that we do, it is enough.
1: I agree. Sometimes bands will go and try to do the, then they'll try to buy off the journalists and be like, Hey, hey, here's this, here's that. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If they did a review, that's fine. But if you're just kind of going and buying them stuff, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Gaia, let's, let's hear your viewpoint here just as this last bit of on the undercut stuff. So how, how do you kind of like get yourself where the journalist knows who you are before you make the pitch?
2: I think Twitter is probably like the best the best uh social media for that. Um I found like the other ones, like Facebook or like Instagram, some like writer are going to be there, but it's not as personal. I think that when you're like you see their tweets and like you can comment on their tweets or like send them the message. And I feel like Twitter is like where a lot of our journalists are hanging out more than like other platforms.
1: Yeah. Of, like, if you're commenting or if you're just interacting with them in general, it goes up, and that's whether you're a journalist or a band or anything else. Um, one person who's really, 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 really good at doing this, I think, at getting, getting themselves kind of like in front of people and getting their name out there recently, I think Aliyah has been doing a great job with that because she is frequently commenting on different things. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think she she's just doing really. <laughs> That way people realize who she is before she makes a pitch um okay so next thing this is directed to corey uh how where to pitch email social media or what
0: always start with email um if you can get an email there's a lot of ways to find the appropriate email to reach out to but always start with email before you start bugging people on their personal channels unless it is otherwise noted in their bio or something like that, that they prefer to be pitched via social media. Cause there are a few writers out there that do prefer pitches via social media. But if you don't know, it's always best to start with email.
1: Yeah. Um, So just to clarify, then if a person reaches out to you on DM first, you're generally going to ignore them later, correct?
0: It really depends. Um, my my email is pretty easy to find. I mean, it's just Corinne at metalinjection.net, super easy. Um, so it doesn't take that much effort to find me. But say you can't find somebody's email, and you do go the social media route, I would go from uh, like least personal and locked down to most personal and locked down. So I would start with Twitter. Because that one is probably their most public profile. That one everybody has access to. Make sure that you're also following them (coughs) so that you don't get, you know, spam filtered. Same with Instagram. Make sure that you're also following them. And since most journalists, not all, but most kind of keep their Facebook for people that they actually, you know, they know, they work with, it's kind of a tighter knit group on their Facebook, I would use that one last.
1: Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like if you notice that their Twitter, for example, just is locked down, don't use that. Uh, no,
0: no, does- I'm saying go most public yeah. to least public. So if their Twitter is locked down, but their Facebook isn't, then cool beans. Yeah, my I'm just going in kind of the order of how my profiles are. My Twitter is definitely my most public, followed by my Instagram, followed by my Facebook. So.
1: Yeah, it all depends on on the journalist um so try to do email first so now Gaia ran into a problem the other day uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over how to doing alternate communication when you should so journalist wasn't respond journalist hasn't been responding to your emails so you send a DM so let's say you start with Twitter so we're, we're gonna we're gonna go with Corey first because she's the journalist and I'm gonna go to Gaia you start with Twitter so journalist doesn't respond should you continue on with instagram or facebook in your opinion or should you give up
0: i would say it depends on how active their twitter is if their twitter is not active at all then they may not have seen it but if their instagram by contrast is extremely active compared to their twitter then maybe it's worth a shot just being like hey sorry to bug you again just trying to get a hold of you cuz but at least acknowledge the volume of, of reaching out that you've done because mm-hmm. by that point that's three different outlets that's a lot of follow-up um but yeah if their Twitter is really active though and they haven't responded that's that scenario that I always reference where no answer is your answer
1: exactly mm-hmm. um Gaia can you kind of go over when like when you how you've kind of done this because I know you've gone from email to like Twitter or to Instagram or whatever can you kind of go over the situation you've done with
2: uh yeah so i had sent a message to a publication and like i didn't get any message back for like a few days i think it was like five or six and then i messaged them like on on twitter and they said like sorry uh, i'm like look i have like too much stuff right now i'm gonna get back to you and like i think the day after i got like um, an answer
1: yeah so you just kind of did it as like a polite follow-up message right
2: yeah, exactly. I was just like, I am so sorry to bother you. Like, I, I I guess you probably have like a lot of messages, and I just want to make sure that my message came through. And always be kind to people because like they do get a lot of emails, and like it's it, it it's can be frustrating as someone that's bitching, but at the same time, like keep in mind the, the 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 journalists too. Like they have a lot of people sending them emails, and like sometimes your email is gonna go like unseen, not because they don't like you, or because they don't want to work with you. It's just like because life happened and like sometimes that email get buried and, and it's not their fault and like always be kind.
1: Yeah, that's that's a key
0: day. thing. I would say on following up, because I've had this happen several times, is do not follow up somewhere else that they work. Because mm. most, oh. most of us journalists, we have a day job, we have other jobs. Like if somebody were to pitch me and this has happened, at my day job email for metal injection they are automatically like black they will never get anything wait. from me ever again
1: <laughs> wait do pitched you at the day job
0: email yep somebody has pitched me at my day job email for metal injection somebody else has actually pitched me about my day job at my metal injection email so do not cross those lines of trying to track down a journalist at their other place of work that's super inappropriate don't do that
1: <laughs> yeah i didn't even know that. that's that's amazing to me um just just to kind of go back to one more thing just on that is you do have to keep a, be fully aware of how much how many pitches people get per day and per um you're not the only person there don't be rude when you're following up that's one key thing as well because if you're rude that's going to automatically block you in the future as well um if mm-hmm. the would consider doing it and then after a couple pitches uh, follow-up pitches they don't respond generally means they're mm-hmm. not. so probably not a good idea to keep going on what were you gonna say guy uh
2: i want to add something because i had one site refuse uh, one of the, the the client that i was working on but they ended up like uh asking for other stuff for them so like during an interview so sometimes like even if you get a no don't take it like personally like it's fine because like that site i had pitched them twice for the same artist but like for different part of the the album and they refused them twice but then they sent me like an interview form for the artist so like it's it's never a loss it's never a loss
1: that's a good point too because sometimes your pitch might be for the wrong thing like if you pitch a premiere Mm -hmm. they felt the premiere wasn't right but an interview is right which is what mm-hmm. happens. even a review can be right. Some other some other writer might want to do it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so now let's get into the pitch itself. So I like them short. Um, I'm usually pretty brief. Um, usually maybe a paragraph long, if that. Um, Corey, can you kind of go over how you do it versus not necessarily like what you like to see as a journalist, but how you, do it? that's what I'm saying.
0: Well, How I do it is also kind of what I like to see as a journalist. Um, I try to make sure that it's clear, concise, but contains all of the pieces that they might need. Some of us journalists, I am one of the ones that's probably the biggest guilty party in this, we'll write stuff and we won't necessarily say that we're going to write it. So I try to make sure that they have everything that they need to just get it done because the less follow up I have to do, the more likely you are to get coverage from me because it's just, that's how my schedule is and that's how it is for most people. So yeah. I try to make sure that say it's a, I'm pitching a premiere. Yeah. I say who the band is, what their style is, where they're from. And then in the next thing I, and what I'm asking for, they're releasing their, their video on, you know, August 17th. Yeah. Here's a quick quote from the band about the video here's a link to the video if you need anything else which they probably won't reach out to me so I make sure that they have the building blocks of what they need and if it's something more involved like I want an interview or an in-depth feature I include a couple more details about the album um, but not too much I try to keep it nice and short and then if they need anything else I either will uh tell them to follow up with me or I'll link to the full press kit either or press release i'm sorry the whole
1: press release for the love of god one thing that people always need to make sure they include is the fucking link to the music or whatever the heck it is. the one key thing is people don't put that fucking information in there and it drives me nuts yep yeah here's the thing is that if someone's interested they're not going to write you back they're not even going to bother to let you know that they're interested check out the band don't ask are you interested and if so can i send you the stuff just send the stuff and mm-hmm. then they'll're interested um, did you have anything the to comment
0: thing I've ever gotten was it you know hi I'm so-and-so I'm in a thrash metal band if you're interested in learning more please let me know no I'm not you've given me <laughs> nothing that wants that makes me want to learn why would I want to learn you're a thrash metal band cool like what makes you special
1: oh <laughs> just as an aside on that it's also when you're pitching a PR company make sure you do that too how many times I'll have bands message me saying, uh, we're a band from Blah Blah, would you like to work with us? And I'm like, no. What
0: do you sound like?
1: <laughs> yeah, or what can you do for us? I don't fucking know. There's like no information. Like, are you a new band? Or is this like you've been around? Like, I don't know what the fuck you are. What do you sound like? Um, Gaia, what do you want to comment on that?
2: Um, as a musician, I can tell you that it's mostly because we don't really know especially when you're starting on like when you started your your music career a lot of time like we don't even know what PR does like I remember when I started I was like I have no idea how what I'm doing what's gonna happen and like I I was the one messaging like uh site and like messaging like people and like it's it's it gets confused and I I don't think people are doing it like as a as a mean thing it's just like it comes from like just not knowing and like they're asking because like they they want to know but like it's sometimes it's just come off like weird
1: i like how guys got the experience in this and is now giving giving me shit because i I don't have the empathy
2: (laughs) which is like i've been on the other side so like i know know how confusing it can be and like i even my band was signed on the label and like the the pr that they did for my the the music that we released with them was not the same as what we're doing with with us. Like us is better. <laughs> I don't want to bitch anyone, but like we're more personalized when it comes to like the client and stuff. And uh, it's it's a it's it's very confusing for for some artists.
1: Well, this is why we have you and Holly on here, guys, because you get you guys get you guys can show the empathy to the uh, to the clients that me and Corey don't have the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Corey, what were you going to say? <laughs>
0: say
1: no. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so now next part of the pitch is so you send the pitch up. How many times, Corey, would you say would be the correct amount of times to follow up?
0: I would say maximum of two follow ups. So, say you send your okay. email and then you send a follow up email, you got one more chance. So, you can either send another follow up email or try a DM at that point. After three, I I wouldn't go anymore.
1: I would generally say three is usually the right amount depending on what month it is. Because for example, November where there's higher traffic, I might do another fourth pitch just to make sure because, and I probably would do it a different way. I wouldn't go just do four emails in a row or three emails necessarily, like, it depends though, like you kind of got to use judgment and everything this is kind of the key thing in all of this. Like you don't always want to send a social media message because some people just hate that and you're going to get written off. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you're one of those people right there that hate it, but reversely other people don't mind. And it kind of depends on who the person is, like certain people, you wouldn't care if they DM you to follow up right like if you know
0: them yeah like there's there's a couple of people they know who they are that they know they can dm me anytime be like hey i have this song listen to it but i've also known them forever and we have a really good rapport if it's Mm. somebody that i don't know um then it gets like and that's the first way that they reach out to me it's annoying i actually did have one band though that after listening to this podcast realized how much I hated that and like Im- like 20 minutes after they pitched me they were like oh my god I just heard that you don't like yep. social media pitches I'm so sorry I won't do that <laughs> they got coverage because that was awesome <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> yeah I mean even like apologizing after you've heard something like that does go a long way with people
0: oh yeah uh, that they, they can pitch me whatever they want whenever they want because <coughs> they actually learn something
1: so yeah. exactly um guy do you have any anything else you want to follow up on that part with the social media DMs?
0: um no no
2: I, I think it's also depends on the the person um if you know that they usually answer very fast even if it's like a negative uh answer um i would follow up a little bit more i
1: guess oh, oh that's one more thing we thank you Guy, for uh cory brought up one time i'm going to bring it up again uh wasn't there someone that one thing that you hate is when someone sends you an email and then they send you the a dm right away
0: oh yes no give me time like Mm. when people do that yeah if i like if it's a day or two later that's cool but if it's like send away i I just sent you an email like i need to get through my inbox okay guys that's not Uh, gonna that's not gonna bump you to the top of my inbox that's just gonna annoy me
1: how much time From a journalist perspective, would you say would be sufficient before the person sent the follow up without
0: knowing? At least like two to three days, because so many of us get hundreds of pitches every week, and it's impossible to get through them all. And if I miss yours, I'm sorry. But and if you want to send a follow up, cool beans. But don't do it two seconds after you've sent the email to let me know that you've sent the email? Because honestly, that's wasting one of your three follow-ups that I find that's like the, the good amount of follow-ups to do. You've literally just wasted it.
1: Cory will mm-hmm. kill you if you do it more than three times. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> um, you, no no. <laughs> But no. Um, yeah, like I said, no answer is an answer after three. It
1: mm-hmm. is. So, and then one key thing we got to go over before we end off is um, the le- amount of time you need to give someone as a heads up when you are trying to pitch something. if if you're trying to get a, for example, a premiere, for God's sake, do not do 24 to 48 hours unless it's like an absolute fucking emergency. And even then you're probably not gonna get it. Um, Corey, you've had this happen to you as a journalist. So can you kind of talk about this for a sec?
0: So yeah, don't do that. It really depends on the outlet, how much time somebody needs. Um, so like, uh, you know, certain outlets, you're going to need a month and a half Mm -hmm. of of notice some outlets that don't work on as strict of a schedule, you know, a week to two weeks is good, but that comes with knowing the outlets.
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm dying over here.
1: No worries.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. That also comes with, you know, people knowing who you are. <clears throat> and interacting with people in a meaningful yeah. way, you learn those kind of things like which outlet needs more time. Um, but yeah, if somebody pitches me something 24 to 48 hours ahead of schedule, it, it better be a damned emergency yeah. or like Lamb of God exclusive or just something ridiculous yeah. like that. There are people that I will do that for yeah. if it's an absolute emergency, but um There's a saying: Your lack of planning is not my emergency. So if it was just a lack of planning, then yeah. But if it's you know my premiere fell through, they decided they hated the video. I'm not going to be able to get a premiere anywhere else. Can you help me out? Or this band just decided that they're doing this. And I mean, it's like I can be more flexible.
1: Yeah, it all depends upon the circumstance. But you have to be understanding of the other person is kind of the key thing that's going on, and that everybody else going on and you know people have things that they're doing and they can't just do things for you the drop of a hat exactly. so um
0: and if, if the answer is no accept it gracefully
1: that's a key point too very key point because some people get very um what's the right right word offended and start acting like a dick when you can't help them out and that's just not going to get you anywhere. No. um guy do you have anything to add on that
2: um not really um no not really like I think everything that was like that had to be said was said but um yeah I, I usually just like give people time like and like I try to be as in advanced as I can but mm-hmm. it's true that sometimes like we have like things can go wrong like it has happened like there was like one time that like the premiere was already set up like a month in advance everything was like said and i did the follow-ups and everything was good and someone forgot to post a page like the yeah. the news did not go live and like we ended up like finding two more like uh, uh two other sites that 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 helped us so we got double the coverage but sometimes shit happens and like it's it, it's nobody's fault well it's someone's fault but still. <laughs> yeah.
1: it yeah. does if it ha if it if something does fall through it falls through hmm I mean, world things can always be fixed um what else Gaia do you want to add to pitches before we end off
2: um I'm, I'm, I'm thinking um uh, I don't think there's anything else I would add just like just I don't know just like be kind to people And I feel like yeah we sometimes like we forget that uh, it's other people's like it's like you just see an email you just see a name like you don't like associate a name with someone but like when you're pitching their people there are people too and they have stuff in their life and like their their stuff that they're posting and like i feel like just being like yourself and just nice to them makes everything be easier i guess that's the way i see it agree
1: you got anything to add Corey, before we end off
0: yeah um for those outlets that you do pitch like a month or two in advance don't be afraid because like gaia said sometimes things happen don't be afraid to send a reminder that does not Mm -hmm. In the follow-up, you know, the three follow-up rule that I have. um, That doesn't count because sometimes, especially with the outlets that don't work on strict schedules, um, sometimes things just get buried in our drafts. Like we'll set something up, but then you go, you got two months of pile up on top of it. So it's all, you know, it doesn't hurt, you know, three or four days in advance to be like, hey, just want to make sure we're still on for noon on the on the 20th or whatever. So (laughs) don't be afraid
1: to do that part very good point and uh that that is actually helpful a lot of the times like Corey said because sometimes people do forget what were you we gonna say god
0: i just want to
2: also like have fun with it like i think yeah. like pitching is such a fun process like there's one band that i've working on like confused and like we had a lot of um of premiere with them and like i was i i got to site that i've never pitched before just because i was like well if i have to do that much premiere i'm gonna go and like pitch site that i don't Know that that well and like it got really nice results. So like, have fun with it. Like it's it's a fun process. It's part of like the 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 pitching. (laughs) I agree with
1: that.
0: And putting some personality into your pitches, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that too. So if your if your band is known for being a bit more on the satirical side, like some of our clients, or at least one Mm -hmm. of our clients, Mm -hmm. you can, like Gaia said, have some fun with your pitch. And, uh, I mean, as long as it's on brand, go ahead and put your personality into it.
1: I agree. doing this, if, if you ever read her press releases for the necrosexual, you will find them fucking. Old. <laughs> They're funny. <laughs> They're the best.
0: And on brand.
1: Very on brand.
0: Either good or bad, we, whatever. <laughs> she doesn't expect it.
1: If you do not have the necrosexual promo and you're a journalist, ask Corey to send it to you and she will give you, just make you fucking howl with laughter. It's, um,
2: it's, it's worth it.
1: <laughs> it is totally worth it. Uh, do you, either of you guys have anything else before we end off?
0: No.
1: Nope. Cool. Well, party on, Corey.
0: Party on, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast... Please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C Squared.